Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 47. We're going to be talking about what you need to know about meeting people in real life instead of on dating apps. Then we have a complimentary article that is four ways to meet people in real life for everyone who is over dating apps. You can look and talk to people in real life and still be on the dating apps and give yourself as many opportunities as present themselves to meeting amazing people out there. So once again, this is episode 47 and on to the show. I'm waiting for Michelle to come back on line tonight we're going to talk about meeting people in real life instead of on dating apps hold on there's michelle again and i have to do her countdown because she gets a little chuckle out of it three two and one i don't know what happened you made it this you made it this time i don't know what happened sometimes well I feel like I was playing the song from No Doubt, It's My Life, because, you know, meeting people in real life versus on dating apps. You really get a kick out of yourself doing that little oh, musical. Oh, absolutely. Intro, well, well, Michelle gives me, I'm ready. Then I'll say one minute. And then she'll say, when are we going on? 30 seconds. And then I put the music on and two minutes later, there's Michelle finally coming on. <laughs> Because well, she forgot to get a snack. I had to her, turn do, my Wi-Fi off. I think that's what I think the, that's the key. The Wi-Fi off. If you guys are hosting on Wisdom for some reason, if you are connected through Wi-Fi as opposed to data, if there's any dip in your Wi-Fi, it will cut you off. It will disconnect you. Yeah. And I've encountered that many a time, and so. It's a little trick with wisdom. At least I'm using an iPhone. You're using an iPhone. At least mm-hmm. it seems the case with the iPhones. Um, unfortunate, but true. But tonight we're going to be talking about what you need to know about meeting people in real life instead of on dating apps. It's very interesting is we had a situation. Oh, you weren't there. Oh, that's right. Where we what? went down, we rode down to the Balboa Boat Parade. And then we stopped at this little pizzeria called Gina's. And this little outdoor patio, but it was enclosed and they had the heaters going. And we had about 10 people in our group. And there was a group of women over in the corner from us. And you could tell it was a girl's night out. Mm. And I think I, I think I said to Maybe it was Kenneth. I can't remember if I think it was Ken. I said one of them is getting divorced. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And I jokingly said that. And then I went over and I started talking with them. And then Patrick, who was a little bit over from me, I said, hey, you should go over and talk to them, you know, meet someone in real life. Right. And and so this one woman was very boisterous. And then I finally said, well, which one of you is getting divorced? It turned out three of the four were getting, are all getting divorced. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the pick of the litter. And then, so I kind of 
push Patrick towards this one woman who was kind of, you could tell she was kind of the alpha of the group. And, uh-huh. and when Patrick That's came out we're, and we're getting ready to leave, I said, hey, did you get her phone number? And he goes, no, I didn't ask for it. I'm like, oh, dude, like, what are you doing? What? Yeah, exactly. And so I didn't then, know he was single. Who? Patrick. He is single. Mm. We might be thinking about different Patricks. I don't know if you know Patrick Soto. Yeah, so, I do. Okay, yeah. And so, yes, he is uh, He is divorced single, yes. And so, I, so I, 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 being the alpha of our group, went back in and got her phone number for him. <laughs> and did he ever call her? Don't know. Forwarded it. Gave her the phone number, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I think she was a little, a little too dominant for him. I mean, she uh. was def- definitely had a type A personality. Um, she, her, and her girlfriends were all Persian, and she wanted okay. to know if Patrick was Persian because Patrick's very dark complected, mm-hmm. and and Patrick didn't hear her. And then she asked again, "Is he Persian?" And I turn to Patrick and I go, just say yes, just say yes, 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 just say yes. And he's like, he's looking at me going, what? And I go, just say, just say yes. And then she kept asking, is he Persian? And, I, and you know, he never, he never got that. He never got it off, got that off the ground. Wow. And so, yeah, and that's what she said. And so, <laughs> so, and so I kind of helped him and got the number for him and gave him a little nudge, you know, but I don't know if anything ever came of it. But I think not necessarily being aggressive, but being forward enough to say, hey, you, you sound really interesting. Why don't we why don't we exchange phone numbers and we can go out sometime? Or he could have done what Drunk Bill did and just writ written his um number on a napkin and slipped it over i think that's absolutely an awesome idea way awesome idea yeah and then the balls in her court kind of like bumble oh yeah that's true right live bumble i'm trying to i'm trying to see if i have that lady's number how long ago was that she gave it, she sent it to me. And I said, I'm going to give this to my friend. Well, it was December 16th, I remember. December, okay, December 16th. Okay, good. Oh, here it, it is. Ride, I couldn't go on. It's, her name was Ravi. Mm. And I say, OC Persian. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, thank you, Eric. It was great meeting all of you. You're a great group. And I hope to see you all again soon. That was Ravi, the OC Persian, who was on a girls' night out. Oh, I think Michelle went mute because Daisy is Daisy barking. barking. Daisy, yeah. Daisy, her dog is always part of the show. Daisy has to get a couple barks in so she can keep her SAG after card. Yeah. Oh, oh, there. Oh, there she goes. She's going to get paid now. Disappearing. Okay. Sorry. What's that? Maybe Daisy didn't get her protein drink. 
Nope. Kyle just walked in. Oh. And then I set this thing up so that when she starts barking, my Alexa comes on. So now you might hear some calming music. So I'm going to turn that off. Alexa? Alexa is listening. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Can you repeat your question? (laughs) She is listening always. You know what's really funny? So, from an Alexa Answers contributor that I translated. Oh my god. This is a track by Claudio Baglioni from the album Traveler on the Q. Alexa, be quiet. So, I'll be training my clients, and I'll have to say that for some reason. And it's hilarious because they'll be back in eastern Pennsylvania, southeastern Pennsylvania, and their device. We'll turn. We'll turn on when oh. I say something. It's hilarious via Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Cracks me up. So, you anyways, know the, we, the, go ahead. You know the the creepiest one is is it's either Facebook or Google. I think it's Google. Um, that's why I call it Google. Is uh, I was at my mom's house um, and they wanted me to go pick up a pizza. Uh-huh. And they said, "Oh, go to the where- go to Warehouse Pizza. We love their pizza." So I call Warehouse Pizza up, order the pizza, and I go get the car, and it says twelve minutes to Warehouse Pizza. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I hate that. I hate yeah. that that little creeper is watching me. It's very creepy. You know what I found is even creepier. So I have an Alexa in my room. Yes, I have, and one I use it. Here. I use my alarm. I do that too. Sometimes when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll be like, Alexa, what time is it? And she whispers back. She whispers? I'm telling you. Try it. It's super freaky. That's creepy. That's exactly what she does. She's like, hold on. It's fine. Alexa, are you listening? I think you just whispered to me. Oh my God. See? Hold on, hold on. You gotta listen to what she says. I heard it. Hold on. Alexa, can you hear me? Alexa, can you hear me? You know what? You know what she said? She whispered what? back, goes, I'm here. <laughs> I know. I'm telling That's you. That's creepy. It's freaking creepy. She goes, so, she goes, I think you whispered to me. I heard it. I heard it say it. I think you whispered to me. Oh my gosh. So the first time it happened, I'm like, (gasps) so now I never whisper because it freaks me out. The whole rest of the night, I'm like, oh my God. I was totally creepy. That is creepy. Very creepy. That is creepy. I'm adding content to our our Facebook page since I haven't updated it in a while, since November. Holy crap. Yeah, I know. So, well, tonight. We have, we actually have, CBS News is listening tonight. CBS News. Wow. Wow. CBS News. And we actually have a, a couple life coaches, a couple MFTs. Oh, we have the Fonkhauser and the, you know, the, uh, the Gary of the Deeds. <laughs> Very and we nice. Have, we have Philip, child of God. Yeah. 
We actually, it's interesting. We actually have a number of psychologists and MFTs that listen to us because they're probably going, man, who are these crackpots on there? <laughs> who are these crackpots? <laughs> you know, and it's like, we're just, we're just regular people talking about online dating. And one of the things when we first started this show back in April, we're now 47 episodes in, Yikes. is we just wanted to have a male and female perspective. What I noticed is that most podcasts that were doing online dating, talking about online dating, it was almost always two or three women. Wine was usually involved and they were talking about, oh, this loser I met the other night. It's like- Whining, whining, whining. He said he was was 55 and it turned out he was 68. And it's like, oh. You know, and it, yeah, they're just 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 bemoaning the horrific process of online dating. Now, online dating does have its ups and its downs, and it is a bit of a roller coaster at times. But we want to try to focus on the positive aspects of online dating: is meeting people in the wild, is what we're talking about tonight, is more challenging. You For know, sure. My my always used two people reaching for a mango at the same time <laughs> you know at the gelson's their hands touched, <laughs> and all of a sudden you know sparks fly and that doesn't happen anymore <laughs> it, it just doesn't happen anymore but i still think putting yourself out there <laughs> and allowing yourself to go out and meet people and be open to the possibilities is still a good way to meet people. You know, online dating, it does have its ups and its downs and its negatives. And, oh, yeah, I'm divorced. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not really divorced. I've been separated for seven months. It's like, oh, shit. Or or 10 years. Or 10 years, right. And we're still living together, by the way. But it's just for financial reasons. Yes, we, well, you know, we didn't, we, we're we're technically separated, but oh, under the same roof. And they, and they go, yeah, that's. I actually said that to someone one time because they told me that they they were separated. And I go, oh, okay. And he goes, oh yeah, but my husband still lives in the same house. And I go, that's well, we're co-parenting, op- right? We're co-parenting. I go, that's the opposite of separated. You're not separated in any way, shape, or form. Oh, off. I think her blood sugar is dipping and she needs to protein powder up. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. It says, what do you need to know about meeting people in real life instead of on dating apps? And then we're going to progress to four ways to meeting people in real life. So this is an article by mindbodygreen.com. And I will put the links to not just the article, but the, uh, comp- the complimentary article in our show notes. Once again, uh, we will post this in a week on, uh, by the end of the week, on uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major podcasting channels under the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And so I'm going to go ahead and get started. If you haven't gotten the chance to see a bathroom selfie in a messy bathroom or carry on an engaging morning or what you do in convo with a complete stranger for a week and then they disappear, you may not understand why so many people hate dating apps. 
Another big complaint is that the person on the app never looks as good as they are photos in real life, which sets up an initial meeting date that is supposed to be fun to have disappointment and frustration instead. To be on a dating app, you have to learn a new world where there are tons of risks involved, where you can get ghosted, zombied, benched, catfished, and so on. Uh-huh. Places, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Places All to right. meet people. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Um, did you see at the top that hyperlink? Yeah, why so many people hate dating apps? Yeah. Did you click it? Yeah. I did. I think, um, I think that, that would be, be, that'd be a whole other, that's a long article. It would be. I think that might be, that might be something we should consider in the future. Anyway. I'll, all right. I'll let say, me go. I'll, say, I'll save the link. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this one because, um, I was actually in an, an all women's, um, gosh, I forget what, what the name of it was like. Finding Mr. Right or something like that. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say, uh, I just experimented in college group. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this girl, she she knew her stuff. And when I clicked on that and I saw the first thing was um, why people hate it is because it's a numbers game. Um, I, ne- I never, I never like or treat it like a numbers game, but sometimes it sure feels that way. Yeah, but I do think that um, a lot of times, especially when you are online dating, it's not a bad idea to have, you know, maybe not twenty dudes lined up or twenty girls lined up, but I think it it would be something that you probably would want to have a few dates lined up. Um, (laughs) four or five in one weekend, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you went, you went for, you went, you were working on not double digits, but you you know, you had a, you had a few, you had a few in the, uh, in the bullpen. (laughs) A few in the bullpen. Um, Yeah. I had this conversation last night with one of our mutual friends. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and my, one of my big pet peeves is when you pay the money, money to be a premium member so you can message people. And then, you know, she said, oh, I, I see someone and like, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're a great match on paper. I send them a message and then crickets. And I go, yeah, because you she signed for up for pre- a year and she needed a break. No, you paid, you paid, a, <laughs> you paid the premium membership, but you know, Dirk down in Newport beach didn't. And so Dirk never gets to see your message. Mm. You know, and it's like, and I go, and I go back to my, my original, one of my original complaints is like, I need a button when I pay the premium membership to only show me other people who have paid the premium membership. So I know. Did you ever have anybody um, actually say, Hey, I'm getting off this site. Here's my email. Yes. Yeah. I've had that multiple times. Yeah, I, I always worry about that. Or uh, it's like, hey, I want I, my membership expires tomorrow. Here's my here's my WhatsApp or here's my uh, here's my Google Chat. You know, and it's like sometimes I'm always suspicious of those. It's like they're trying to get you off of the website and isolate you. Mm. You know, so I'm, all, I'm of course always, I believed them. 
Oh, you did? <laughs> of course I did. Um, but I never reached out. I mean, I would believe that that were the case, but I never reached out. Anyway. Yeah, there's, there's some instances and in some websites. <laughs> there's some websites that um, that uh, uh, you know, give you like one free message a day. Oh, that makes sense. Totally. All right. I'm going to move on. Do it. Um, places to meet people without dating apps. What? Daisy. Oh, no. She's going to start barking. Meeting a potential love interest in real life can, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely be better than meeting people online in some aspects because you can get an accurate picture of what they look like how they carry themselves, <laughs> how, tall, how, how tall they are, I wow. answer that, and what their energy is like. Another bonus is you can be a more normal version of yourself if you meet someone in real life while engaged in, in activity, like wearing a dorky bike kit yep. versus just meeting a complete stranger for coffee. Having the focus not be on meeting, on, meeting a potential love interest help some people be more at ease and more themselves. And then it goes on to say, here are some ideas to meet people in real life. And we've talked about this. Uh, Meetups, and specifically those for singles. Network events for your industry. Alumni events for your college or high school. I have to tell you, I actually looked for a dating app. Yes. For um, Penn State, um, and it looked like it existed, but there was hardly anybody on it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, sports clubs like running, biking, soccer, triathlons, etc. Although, if you if you want to hear what Terry used to say. I told you about that, right? How she used to say, oh, you just want to be up there riding with the guys. And I'm like, no, I'm just really competitive. Yeah. Get faster. And and she would always say, well, there aren't going to be any single guys in the cycling groups because the reason they are in these groups is because their wives don't cycle. So they <laughs> go out with a bunch of dudes. Yeah. She was very convinced for a long time that that's why. I was that what I that's what I was looking for in my uh, cycling. Anyway, well, everyone er, to <clears> me, <throat> even though cycling as the way we do it is a group activity, it is extremely individualistic, and you have to be. I mean, to ride with our group. I mean, granted, our group's gotten freaking fast, man. Mm. And it's like you got to be, you got to have be motivated and ready to go. Yeah, you definitely can't be a slug. Yeah, especially since Sammy has joined the group. Man, Sam, you know, Pastor Sammy, that guy can, you know, maybe he's got God on his side or something. I don't know, man. That guy is fast. <laughs> he's got some angel wings on he, him. He does, man. That guy is cooking. He you is. Know? Yeah, I mean, it's like Maria. Maria's uh, average speed is like shot up ever since that guy showed up. Shoo. Well, it's always good to have that, um, that, that rabbit. pushes you. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't matter if it's male <laughs> or female. Exactly. All right. Fun education classes and hobbies. Think a weekly painting class or something like that. 
your religious communities, events at or hosted by churches, temples, mosques, volunteer groups, dog parks, camping groups and outdoor classes, book groups at your local bookstore or library, and coffee houses. <coughs> Interesting. But before you go flitting off to that coffee shop, we need to talk about something. Tell me. Real reasons people don't like dating apps. The real reasons. You want me to do these? Go for it. The real reasons people don't like dating apps. Oh, there's so many. Though I understand the common complaints about dating apps, plenty of people have... I need to turn my volume off because uh, someone's Somebody messaging. is messaging you. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm helping uh, our mutual friend uh, Patrice sell her bike, and I sent her <clears> some <throat> info. So I went with her last night to buy a bike. Nice. Yeah, she got a cool little carbon track uh, with Ultegra, 11 speeds. Nice. nice Sweet. Bike. Yep, really good price. Really good price, too. <laughs> So, um, the real reasons people don't like dating apps, though I understand the common complaints about dating apps, plenty of people have gotten around them and found true love and quickly on a dating app. So there must be something else going on behind the scenes. For those of you who hate them, some people might simply be scared, fear of putting yourself out there. <clears throat> That's the big one. Fear of putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. I think those are the people that, you know, well, I'm going to put one photo and it's going to be the one photo with a hat and glasses on. It's like, uh, like, what are you hiding? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, fear of putting yourself out there for your whole city to see you're on single and looking is sometimes very hard for some people, especially if they've been single a long time or have a history of short term relationships. Uh, people are embarrassed to go back online and, and have people judge them for not being in a relationship or at least not having the last one work out. Fear of failure may come into play here unconsciously behind the scenes, but these fears are unfounded because the people on dating apps are single and looking to, and there's no shame in that. <clears throat> sometimes they are not necessarily single and sometimes they are <laughs> still married. So yeah. Gotta suss that out. Suss it, suss it I out. I would say, if someone gives you a very specific window <clears throat> of which you can talk every night, they are dating someone or they are married. Amen. You know, if I can't pick the phone up at 10 o'clock at night and call you because they might wake up their significant other who's asleep next to them, well, that's a problem. Yep, so, absolutely. Hey, stop it. People are embarrassed to go back online and have people judge them for... Not oh I already did that one, but the oh I did that one too. Fear of rejection may also play a part in why some people avoid dating apps. This is true. <clears throat> Just like if people don't get enough likes on an Instagram post, online daters take it really personally if the person they wrote or swiped on did not message them back. It is okay. There are millions of possible reasons that that person write back. In ninety nine percent of the time. It has nothing to do with your attractiveness or value as a person. I'd say many times, especially if you have a dating app that matches you percentage-wise well, and you match them like 98%, and you send them a very nice message other than just don't send hi or hello or how you're <coughs> going. You know, say something about yourself. Say something about their profile that you have in common more than a higher hello 
A it's for like, effort. A for effort. Yeah, it, A for effort. But the effort that someone puts in that first message to you says a lot about the amount of effort they're willing to be putting into a relationship. Yeah. And if they're putting the absolute minimum, like, hi, hello, Sand. Hi, hello, Sand. How are you doing, Sand? How was your day, Sand? Copy-paste. Copy-paste, copy-paste, copy-paste. Right. If they're doing that, it's just like, yeah, you're not going to get a lot of effort from that person. Yeah. You know, and it's like, is that the kind of person that you, I mean, you, if you're genuinely looking for a long-term relationship, you want to be with someone who's going to take that relationship seriously. Yeah. You know, and not just, oh, hey, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, hey, I, I still got three months left on my, uh, <laughs> my match.com and I can go meet someone else. There you go. There you go. I'm sure that's an attitude out there. All right, I'm going to move on. Do it. Why you're going to need the same skills dating online and dating IRL. I like that. Even if you're going into the IRL route, here's the truth. You'll have to put in effort no matter where you're trying to meet people. I have only heard of one story of a friend of a friend who fell in love and married the cable guy that showed up to her door. Most people choose online dating because it's easier and less time-consuming than going all over town to a bunch of groups hoping perchance there is one interesting person there who happens to be single, attractive to you, and attracted to you. Just like when you meet someone through an app, you'll have to focus, you'll have to have focus and intention, be communicative, have boundaries, and be open and willing to risk rejection to name a few when trying to make romantic connections in real life. Absolutely. And I think being, being very uh, attuned to certain clues. They have a wedding ring on. (laughs) They, They have a wedding ring on. That is usually your first clue. Maybe this person isn't single. (laughs) <laughs> or, or if they have a tan line where a wedding, a wedding ring. If the tan line, yeah, where the wedding ring is, yes. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm no longer, uh, no longer married. But you know, just it just happened recently. Recently, yes. Goodness, you know, I, I just, I think. Well, this is where I think, as a society as a whole, we and and I think this is also part and parcel of COVID and people isolating and people staying in their houses and they ordered their groceries app. They ordered everything else through Amazon. They were on Netflix binge marathons doing remote work from home eight hours a day. And they lost those people skills. Mm-hmm. They lost the picking up small cues from people that they might be interested. You know, the, the, oh, you know, are they turning their shoulders away from you or are they, or are they opening themselves up and listening to you? Mm-hmm. You know, or do they seem engaged in your conversation with eye contact or are they kind of looking away going, when is this guy going to shut the fuck up? You know, those are the things that I think people really lost a lot of are those social cues 
of interest or disinterest. Yeah. And I, I think those are the things that people need to work on again. And the only way you can really work on those is putting yourself, <laughs> you know, I don't call it in real life. I call it meeting someone in the wild because it almost feels that way nowadays. Mm. Yeah. You know, meeting someone in the wild, you know, so. But uh, that was go a good for the takeaway. That was a good one. Yeah, the takeaway. If it turns out that you hate dating offline as well as online, that might be a sign that you're going to move to the mountains and be a hermit. No, that it's time to sit back and do a little journaling about your fears and hangups around dating. Just a real quick thing. Much like the Every Girl website, when you if you click on the article that's going to be in our show notes, if you see a word highlighted in pink it is a link that will take you to a sub article and it's this one's talking about journaling journaling your fears and hang-ups around dating sometimes a little therapy is good as well you know talking to someone about you know what your fears are about putting yourself out there and meeting someone new Mm-hmm. You may need to address those deeper blocks before you can find a great person to share your life with. Interesting. Now, let's see. Oh, that's I, I clicked on the wrong one. So we have a little sub-article. I'm going to put this link also in the show notes. <laughs> that goes, is four ways to meet people in real life. For everyone who's over dating apps, I think everyone has their time on dating apps and they have their moments <laughs> where it's like, oh, vey, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and they like, they're like, yeah, they have to tap out. And it is why I am a firm believer in the subscribe for one month, go at it diligently, and then one month to shut it off. Because you almost need to have a cleanse of sorts after doing it after doing it for a month because of all the conversations you've had, inane messages you've had, <laughs> guys that are sending photos that they shouldn't be sending, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. There's a period where you're like, oh, you just need a break. The thing that used to blow me away is say I was dating someone long term and I to a dating app like a year and a half or two years later and the same people are still there. Well and I'm like going, oh my god. Their relationship that was a year and a half topped out at the same time. Maybe. Or maybe Maybe. they just never took themselves off. Maybe they never took themselves off. I don't know. So I'm going to I'm going to do number 1 of the four ways back in my single days one of my tried and true favorite places to meet dudes was on public transportation. I don't know wow. about this one. That I don't know about that. That wouldn't happen in LA. Maybe in Europe. I don't Holy know. crap. A bunch of crap on the TGV maybe or Japan. I don't know. <clears throat> Seriously, I've not met, in LA. Well, listen to what she calls it. I've met four or five romantic flings on buses, trains, and subway cars. Definitely Europe. I think the lady who wrote this article, Kelly, maybe she wasn't that discerning. She's picking up dudes on on the bus on the way home. She lives in Europe. 
I'm going to Google her. She's got to live in Europe, man. Mm, it's possible. It's possible. Oh, uh, she's a, got a degree oh, in a, journalism no, from Northwestern. Kelly is a sex educator, <clears throat> and she has a, a a newsletter. Stay in the loop with Kelly. Huh. I'm thinking that she's probably in the New England area. She went to so? Northwestern University. Hmm. <clears throat> Don't know. I don't know where the Gottman Institute is. Don't know. Okay. So if you're sick and tired of dating apps, finding dates the old-fashioned way is definitely still a thing. Dating coach <laughs> Neil Virginia, that sounds made up, recently put out a whole guide of the offline dating method. So if you have no idea where to start, here are, my few, here are a few of my favorite tidbits from her book, FYI, her, her guide is geared specifically towards straight women, but the tips really work for anyone. Right. And as we know, Michelle, we don't what? just want the tip. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Go somewhere solo. I'm going to start. That's okay, what good. you said. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Think. Go somewhere solo. Think events and gatherings where people specifically get together to do something as a group, like group workout classes, wine tastings, or volunteering. Most people gather at these events to enjoy the social aspect and meet new people. Thus, it's easier to chat up a stranger who's there for the same reasons you are. Virginia writes, push your limits by stepping out solo to a place that's just outside your comfort zone. The first time you go there alone may feel awkward, but by the third or fourth time, it'll start to feel comfortable. She also recommends scoping out events posted to sites like Meetup and Eventbrite. Lots of people show up to those events by themselves, usually because they're looking to meet some new faces or find like-minded people to do something their usual friend circle isn't into. I always, always say that... <clears throat> If there's certain things that you really enjoy doing, go do them and yeah, do them by yourself because people are going to be more inclined to be open and willing to talk to you if you're not in a large group, especially if the other person is by themselves. That's how my, yeah. my cousin met her current beau oh. um, in Northern, like South Bay, I'm um, sorry, not South Bay, um, in the Bay Area. On a meetup site for hiking for hikers. Yeah, meetup meetup hiking groups are fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a group out here that I like uh, in Southern California called the PM <clears throat> Hikers. I like them because their weekend start at noon. <laughs> uh, they're not one of those crack of dawn hiking groups, man. It's like, you know, you get those like, oh yeah, we're starting to hike at six. And I'm like, oh, I gotta get a three. I gotta get a four o'clock. <laughs> like screw that i like i like sleeping on the weekends that so, is true i like the pm hikers because they start at noon and they're actually a very funny and affable group so but there's lots of interesting i think even though meetup is kind of faded uh, a little bit uh and i think the main reason Venip has faded is because those groups you have to pay for them <clears throat> Not as a user, but as an administrator, you have mm -hmm. to pay an annual fee in order to keep your group going. Yeah, it didn't used to be that way, but I know um, they sent something out for 
the mountain biking group that I ride with, um, looking for, uh, donations for <clears throat> the person that does pay for it. I, I can't, I forget how much they said it was. I want to say it was like 400 bucks. Does that sound right? Yeah, it, 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 you could pay in <clears throat> one installment and you got like a 25% discount or you per month. And I think it, I think it was like 19 bucks a month. Yeah. Know? So it was it's like 200, crazy. Yeah, 240 a year. Yeah. I mean, you could put yeah, them on Strava, and you can also put the routes in a Facebook group. But yeah, I I started a couple different Strava <laughs> groups. Um, I have the um, the Cal Poly Cycling Group as well as the uh, Santana Tandem Group mm-hmm. on on Strava. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that reminds me, I need to promote that. I was talking to the boss man today about promoting promoting the uh, the brand a little bit more, and so I'm going to do that. So okay, I'm going to go on to number two. I, right. I think this one's super important, <clears throat> and I think, um, and I and I say this to several of my friends. I say situational <laughs> awareness, situational awareness, like when someone comes up to you and starts talking to you out of the blue. You know, and then, and then you're not kind of in that mode of meeting people. Sometimes you'll just kind of dismiss them, and then you go back and think about it, like, "Whoa, was that? Were they flirting with me?" And it's like, "Whoa!" And I kind of just brushed them off. And I think mm. number two is be present throughout your day. So you also don't have to go to special events to find potential dates when you're doing your normal daily millings, like grabbing a coffee at the neighborhood cafe, picking up something. Store or writing public transportation, you're always coming into contact with potential and in, potentially interesting people. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's eyed a cute stranger on the subway. Boy, she's like stalking people in public trans. Okay, the key to actually connecting with these people, Virginia says, is presence. Being present in the moment is the first step of creating any sort of meaningful connection. From chatting up a woman behind you at the coffee shop to getting a date with a guy in the cleaning supply aisle of the drugstore. The drugstore could be perilous, though. You know, you could be there getting your ADHD medication. Who knows? <laughs> Being present. Or your Viagra. Or, or your bipolar meds. Who knows? Uh, being present makes you aware of the people around you and creates a safe space for them to take the lead and engage with you, she writes. Notice the man who stood at the door for a few seconds longer so he could hold it open for you. That is a perfect foray for a hello. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing that. And thank him by making eye contact and flashing a genuine smile. Ask how you're waiting. Flashing. Well... A genuine smile. That genuine smile, Michelle. Okay. okay. Ask how you your wait day, day is going and truly mean it as you say it. So I think that's true. I think just being present, just kind of, you know, not necessarily on the make, but being open. And I say this with online dating too. I go, you just have to be open to the possibility of meeting someone fantastic. Yeah, and I think that is true in online dating. That is true in real life. You know, if you're open to the possibility of meeting someone amazing, 
sometimes those things will manifest themselves. When you least expect it. When you least expect it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I'm going on. Look Do for it. a shared moment with a stranger and comment on it. <laughs> this is interesting. Use oh. the mind to mouth move to share a random observation or showcase your humor out loud to no one in particular, she says. Look for what I call a shared moment when something unusual or noteworthy happens and everyone who witnessed it sort of looks around at each other with the expression, did anyone else just see that? Sharing a short quip takes those situations a step further because you're saying out loud what everyone else is likely thinking. Maybe you're waiting in a long line at your favorite salad place with an attractive somebody standing behind you, or perhaps you and a group of people witness a bizarre incident on the side of the street. Comment on it out loud. Someone interesting just might pipe up and respond. <clears throat> I agree with that. A shared, shared moments with a stranger <laughs> uh, is something that has happened to me many times. And it's happened to me many times because... I've chosen when I was single and uh, I had trips planned with friends and sometimes friends flaked out or sometimes something else happened. <clears throat> and I chose to go on those trips by myself. It's like, hey, I already got the time off. I, I've got the reservation in Yosemite. I'm going. Yeah. And, and then there would be times I would meet people when I was doing a hike and then a friendship developed, mm -hmm. you know, for a matter of a few days. There was one time I met um, this group of people and they were, they were all here from Europe. <coughs> and they were, oh, wow. Uh, a couple were from France, a couple from Spain. And, and I just, I kind of latched onto their group, you know, cause they, they were like, Hey, you know, this, this guy's kind of nice and interesting. And, and I felt the same. And, you know, we end up hanging out for three or four days. It was fantastic. It was wonderful. Yeah, I had a I had an instance when I was hiking Pikes Peak and had gone with two friends, and um, we we kind of got separated at one point because they forgot their rain gear, so they ran back down, and it was quite some time. So I continued walking, and there were a lot of people on the trail, so you're passing people. You feel okay and comfortable, comfortable, confident. Right. And then we get to the top, or not the top, the the middle. It's like a, a break, middle point to get up there, and um, apparently the mountain had been closed mm. um, due to weather. There was snow and ice, and they closed to get back down, which that's how we were going to get back down from this mountain by this uh, train. So anyway, we decide once we get up there, there were still hikers that were coming down. We're like, well, we'll see how far we can get up there. And uh, anyway, long story short, um, we got separated and I'm out there by myself. I've got like 10% left on my phone and all of a sudden <laughs> nobody's passing me on the mountain. Oh my goodness. By myself. Not and good. I'm running out of water. So all of a sudden I get to this one point and I couldn't really figure out where the path was. It wasn't well marked. <clears throat> and um, I freaked out. I had a little freak out moment with myself. Not good. And I'm thinking to myself, bitch, you are 
a 53-year-old white woman from suburban Pennsylvania. What the frick do you think you're doing out here by yourself? And I hauled my ass down that mountain 10 miles, pretty much running, and really did not run into people. Honestly, I have no idea how I made my way back down because it really wasn't very clearly marked. And I ran into a couple and I'm like, which way do I go? I was really kind of panicking, not going to lie. And uh, I met, I ran into them and they guided me down the rest of the mountain. Thank God. (laughs) And by the time I got to the parking lot, I had no uh, battery left on my phone. Wow. It was really scary. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no battery or no signal kind of kind of are the same thing, more or less. <clears throat> and it's, uh, but sometimes you, sometimes I am, I call the grand encourager. So yeah. sometimes, you know, on our bike rides, we'll have these big groups of people, whether it's five people, whether it's 40, like we did the other day. And other people will see us go by and, and I'll kind of like, hey, join us. Right. You know, and and sometimes amazingly enough, just by me saying those words, like, hey, come on, you know, come with us. We'll have people come and join us. And then these are people that continue to come back day, you know, week after week, year after year. A friendly crew. Yeah, friendly group. Like, <laughs> hey, friendly and competitive, you know. Because on the trail, I have heard that dudes are not allowed to um, draft off other dudes because the dude in the front thinks the dude in the back is a little weird. What? (laughs) For for tagging on. Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, oh, you mean um, someone you don't know. Yeah, if it's a guy trying it's, to draft that off is, a guy, that is that is a thing. Awesome. Yes, yeah. If if you're you're right along <laughs> and you got two or three people, and and someone is drafting, um, the reason being is, okay, we know each other and we know each other is competent in terms of our skill set. Is that what the reason is? It is. Okay. But we don't we don't know this dude who's hanging out at the back, and we don't know if this guy's gonna crash us out. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's really the reason. Uh, but if we go by a guy or two guys, and then I say, "Hey, I'm the last rider. Go ahead and jump on my wheel." If I give him that okay, he's perfectly fine. Jump on my wheel. That's yeah. And then there'll be times where people will jump in the group, and then they'll take poles. And then someone will be like, who's that? And I go, don't worry. They're a good writer. I can tell. Mm. Like, they know yeah, what they're doing. There is that. I never thought about it as a crashing thing. I just thought it was like a dude-to-dude thing. Well, we, we had an instance where we had an instance where these guys who were not good bike riders, but they were young and enthusiastic, and they almost <laughs> – they, they jumped in our group, and then they almost crashed a couple of our riders out. Oh. And I went – I, I think I specifically went up to one guy and I said, don't ever effing do that again. Mm. And I like, get the, get the hell away from us. Papa bear, Papa yeah. bear came out. Oh, definitely did. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Get the hell away from us. Mm. Like you don't know what you're doing. You know, we're going, 
I mean, put it this way. If you're going 10 miles an hour and you crash, it hurts. If you're going 23 or 24, it you can get really messed up. It also hurts when you get hit by a truck. When you get hit by trucks? Yeah, I've been hit. I've been hit twice. Oh, so, goodness gracious. Yeah, no That's good. Bad. It sucks. And so, yeah, when you have someone, it's all about, it's not necessarily about them drafting. It's about competence. Gotcha. I've never ridden with that guy. I don't know if he's competent to be riding in our group that's going 23 miles an hour. Now it all makes sense. Thank you for explaining that. I yeah. And, 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 and sometimes there are certain people who are a little squirrely, even in within our group. And I'll tell people, I go, don't draft her directly. Be off her wheel. And they go, why? I go, she's a little squirrely. She's a little squirrely. She's a little all over the road. Got to ride in a straight line. Yeah. And we have people that have issues with that. They can't ride the straight line. And so, um, hey, you know, I, that happens. I even the- think I was able to do that one. <laughs> On the ride from Poppy's that one time. Oh, when you were when you were uh, when you were stoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did have what five hundred grams of THC flowing through your system. <laughs> How much so apparently, apparently, according to my daughter, it was twenty, and what? I didn't know what I was doing, and I really didn't. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> you didn't know what you're doing. You, you didn't. Oh, I, I found a little complimentary website, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one in. I'll I'll do it by myself. Okay. It's the eight best dating. This is hilarious. Well, wait. Eight... Did you finish the last one? We got one more. Oh shit! I, I unclicked it. Oh, you're gonna have to read it then. All right, hold on. I, I clicked off of it. I was making myself a little yogurt. <laughs> oh my god, she's snacking. Uh, all she right. Started. Number I did. I did. You chortled. All right. Lean on the trusty. Yes. And trick. If someone interesting initiates conversation with you at an event, at the park, or on the bus, give them something substantive back. A good mantra to keep in mind when talking to people you meet for the first time is the yes and rule of improv comedy. That means whatever the other person says, you find some way to agree and or build upon it keep the conversation moving in a positive direction. At the core, the key to making a connection anywhere in life is to be positive and be engaged. Stay present and tuned into the people around you while going about your day, and you'll be surprised by what kinds of romantic sparks you can form in life's seemingly mundane moments. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah, yes and is... <clears throat> is very important. Yes. Yeah, and, and that that is a that is a whole thing in improv. It's like you accept the crazy premise that has been given to you and you go, yes and tell yes. me more. Tell me more. And and I think that's really important when you're trying to keep a conversation going with someone who you just met. And, <laughs> and sometimes Sometimes it might not necessarily be that they're disinterested. Again, I think people are just way out of practice with the meeting in real life. True. And and they just they sometimes they just need a little encouragement 
to get involved into the conversation. I have to tell you. And I think when when I had my gym, yes, we used to play this game. So at the end of every workout, I would have this thing called a finisher. So if we did like a high intensity interval 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 training workout for the whole thing and they were just dead at the end instead of doing another work or another exercise that would get their heart rate up I would do something like everybody get around in a circle and, and we would get we would get around in a circle and we would hold a squat and you would just sit there oh, and squat okay. hold and somebody would start a story and the story would just continue oh like and, a game of telephone and you had to keep well you didn't have to repeat it you would just continue the story on and it was hilarious some of that the is stuff good up with but it was a distraction you know yeah because squats are painful that was the whole point so you're yeah, holding a squat your legs are burning that's true i yeah. think that's also part and parcel of writing in a group like yeah you're hurting but the last thing you want to do is get dropped until you're sitting on that stupid start on the way back after riding and just you just have the mind dread going on before you even ex- enter the return gate which is usually what happens to me i i, I like sart do you it's you know why it's just it's in uninterrupted <clears throat> riding i hate that damn those damn bridges they kill me well the, yeah that's why they're resurfacing them oh well, they haven't been fixed in 20, 25 years. Wow. So, I mean, it's been a long time. And the one that's closer to uh, to Angel Stadium, it's, I won't say it's perfect, but man, it's its tremendously bad. Yeah, okay. but, the, but the other ones are teeth rattlers. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm waiting for a molar to pop out. I'm telling you, when I had that, um, the stitches in my arm, and we would be riding over those things. It was, it was, all, it was so painful. Oh my goodness. Brutal. All yeah, right, go so, ahead. Well, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to talk about Kelly, who is the person who wrote this article. <laughs> and she says, she says, relationships should be easy, but for most of us, they're not. The good times are magic, but the bad times are chaos. We love our partners, but we feel disconnected, frustrated, or stuck over a huge disagreement. Sometimes it's like we don't even know how to talk with the person we love most. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm a sex educator and relationship coach, helping women make their relationships and dating lives actually feel good, more open, more optimistic, and more pleasurable. Mm. So she only wants to talk to women. Hmm. Sexism. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> what so, did you do? Click on that? Yeah, I clicked on her name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but I think, I think just be open and creative. You know, I think I'm going to lose you in two minutes. So anytime there is like a flea market or a farmer's market, a Sunday or Saturday farmer's market, go down to a farmer's market. You never know. You might squeeze a mango and someone else will be squeezing it too. <laughs> oh, I just think putting your out there. And I think that is the biggest thing that I've always said about online dating. Online dating just provides us 
opportunities to meet people that we would never have an opportunity to, to meet in real life. Exactly. And Even if you're four miles down the road. They can be four miles down the road because that person who's four miles down the road who happens to love hiking and cycling and all these things that that we like all, in addition to, you would never meet that person at the farmer's nope. market unless absolute lightning were to strike. Right. You know, and but allow yourself the possibility and put yourself out there so that you can meet new people, meet interesting people, you know. You see someone come at the farmer's market on their bike with a little basket and you're also a cyclist. It's like, hey, who do you ride with? What groups do you ride with? What are your favorite rides? You know, be proactive in converting people. You know, don't don't be the wallflower. Mm. You know, it's like Patrick when we were we were at the the pizza place. Oh, did you get her number? No. It's like, why not? You were talking with her. He's just not aggressive, I guess. What do you think about people that might be introverted? They're kind of screwed, aren't they? Introverted is tough. Mm. Introverted. Oh, I'm going to lose you. Um, I'm going to come back. We lost Michelle again. Oh, there she is. She's coming back. Hold on. One more time. And we're going to say it. Three, two, one. She's back. I don't know what just happened there. But I was I was pushing that little hand waver thing. And I'm telling you, it looks like it looks like balls. It looks like a ball sack. That's what she said. Anyway. <laughs> Back to um, back to our conversation. Um, yeah, how about introverts? How does that work? I, I guess one person can't be introverted and the other one can. I know a couple people who are are introverted. You know, it's like when they when they are forced to come out and socialize, they're, they're okay, but it's mm. not it's not their norm. And, right. it's, and it's not something that they necessarily enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's so funny because uh, I'm a July baby, which means I'm a cancer. And people are like, oh, you're a homebody. And I'm like, not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Not really. Yeah, you know, I'm not yeah. all about those, um, those signs. My, I think my, wait, what is cancer? When's that over? Cancer is uh, <laughs> third week in July, roughly. Oh, no, my brother's a Leo. Yeah. My July sister, 30th. My, sis, my sister's July 29th. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it. I think I think for introverts, I think it's just, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a challenge. It's hard to, it's hard to allow yourself and, the, and this is the key word, allowing yourself to be vulnerable in, by putting yourself out there. And there's some people, once they get to a certain age, they don't want to put themselves out there like that anymore. And, yep. and maybe it's a situation where they had a bad relationship or a bad breakup or they met someone online and they got ghosted or, 
And then they're like, screw this. I'm not putting myself out there anymore. Right. But, but allowing yourself to be vulnerable is part of the process. For sure. And it's, and that's, that's a tough one for people to get. Especially when you're 50. Especially when you're 50 or 55 or 57. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, wow, do I really want to put myself through that again? And the thing about it is there are some amazing people out there that are looking for the same thing that you are. Yeah. It's like, you know, I always, I have a joke that I say, and I go, yeah, if you get a message from the woman who looks 29, but she says she's 48, she's 29, <laughs> you right? know, and, and she's looking, she's looking for a sugar daddy and she's looking for someone to take care of her. Absolutely. You know, it's just like, oh, wow, you look great for your age. No, she's 29. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I go, there's something to be said about dating people. And I'm not going to say age appropriate, but within your demo, whether mm -hmm. that is seven up, seven down, or 10 up, 10 down, um, you know, within, within those ranges, you know, when you find out that a guy that you've been seeing who's 58 was married to someone who was 30, it's like, holy crap. Mm. Like, what was that all about? Yeah. Well, you know, it's. Hey, <clears throat> sometimes it works. Um, yeah. I have a good friend of mine who's married to somebody that's 20 years older than her, her second marriage. Mm -hmm. But you would never, you would never know that he was 20 years older. Although, um, I think he is starting to slow down now at 75. Um, and you know, I mean, I guess you never know who's going to outlive who, but I mean, 20 years, that's a big difference. 20 years is a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, me and my ex, we were 10, and it didn't Same. seem like 10 years difference. Yep. And it didn't seem like a big deal. In the it beginning. Like at the beginning. Right. But it, it did it did more towards the end, yeah. Agree. You know, and it's because I was active and she was not. Right. And I think if we w were both active and... and staying in shape and going to the gym and, you know, going for hikes, I think it would have been a different story. Yep. Yeah. And, but I think also too, I think what's important is finding someone that has the energy level that you have, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily one-to-one, -one, not necessarily exactly the same, <clears throat> but they have energy to go out and do things. Yep. You know, I think that's important. Absolutely. Yeah. If so. you're a couch potato, you kind of got to be with a couch potato. If you're not well, a couch yeah. potato, yeah. And, not and you work. see that often with people that, you know, are into fitness, whether that's going to the gym and lifting weights or going for hikes. It's like, I don't want to be with a couch potato. And it's like, you know, unfortunately, we use our poor friend Maria as an example. The guy that she w went out with, actually, did she ever even meet him in person? No. I don't think she did. Uh -uh. Yeah, she just talked to him on the phone. And it's like, 
Oh, on paper, oh, the guy's a fireman. He must be in great shape. And then what did he say to her? He goes, man, I can't keep up with you. Something like that. But, yeah, I think they were supposed to meet and then. He blew it. He was supposed to call her. He was supposed to call her, and then he ended up hanging out with his buddies and watching a football game instead of instead of seeing our friend Maria, who is a hot blonde. Right, and um, <laughs> and then the next day he reached out. He was like, "Oh no, you go, oh, how was your thing? weekend? How was your yeah. weekend?" And she like, was like, mm-hmm. oh, "You blew it. You blew it." And I think one of these things is if you're tell if you are online and you have a genuine interest in, in someone, you want to either talk to them or meet them casually for coffee or something that happens a little more uh, proactively now is people FaceTime each other. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I just want to see that you look somewhat like the photos on your profile. But I think some of the apps, I think they have like a verification thing. They have a verification thing, and yeah. some of them even have the ability to make phone calls through the apps or even video chat. Mm-hmm. And I think take advantage of those to keep your anonymity. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if someone is very aggressively trying to get your first and last name, where you live, what's your phone number, it's like, especially as a woman, you need to be very cautious about that. <clears throat> yeah, we talk about that all the time. Yeah, you need to be very cautious about giving out your information. Because the reality is, if they know what city you live in, and they know your first and last name, it's not hard for them to figure out where you live. Nope. And and the last thing you want is to deal with stalker issues. And if someone is making you feel uncomfortable, trust your damn gut. Absolutely. Trust your gut. It is right 99 out of 100 times. And sometimes that one time you convince yourself that your gut is right, in the end, it was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's a something that's just bothering you about someone, whether it's a male or female, it's like, go with it. You know? Absolutely. And, and <clears throat> my big thing personally is... Make sure they're divorced or single or widowed. <laughs> do, a, you know, do a little recon. Do a little recon. You know, are they actually divorced? Are they separated? You know, they're just looking for friends with benefits. Yeah. There's so there's so many monikers online. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually crazy. So I actually I actually copied and pasted this. Um a while ago, hold on, I got I got to find it real quick, and this is from uh, OK Cupid. <clears throat> so, so uh, body types: thin, overweight, average, fit, jacked, a little <laughs> extra, curvy, or full figured. Yeah, okay. I think I think um, is it Match or is it Bumble that has similar? I, I don't know. Here's the one that that I just I couldn't laugh. <laughs> Orientation. Okay, well, bisexual, queer, pansexual, questioning, hetero, <laughs> flexible, 
Mm. Homo flexible, asexual, gray sexual, <laughs> demisexual, wow. reciprosexual, achiosexual, ace flux, gray romantic, demi romantic, reciproromantic, wow. achioromantic, aeroflux. What? I'd have to break out the urban dictionary or <laughs> the the new AI GPT. Oh uh, my god, I was like I was like I don't even know what half of those mean. That's crazy. Yeah, and it was and it was so funny. The one I laughed at was gray romantic. Individual individuals on an aromatic spectrum who experience romantic attraction but only rarely or weakly. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, oh my God, it's just like, I like the heteroflexible. <laughs> Individuals identify as predominantly heterosexual, but they're open to a homosexual encounter. Mm. You know, and then the homoflexible is the same, but just reversed. And it was just like, I like the questioning. Individuals who are questioning and exploring their sexual orientation, gender, or gender identity, or both. Like, so are you straight? Uh, I'm questioning. Not quite sure. Not sure. Yeah. And that's that was from a dating website. And it's like, man, that's a lot of boxes to check. <laughs> Absolutely. My gosh. Um, yes. I was watching, I started watching um, White Lotus. Have you heard of that? No. It's a, I think it's on HBO. Is it, uh, is it, um, is it a romantic, a romantic? It, it, there's a bunch of people in it and they all got different things going on. Oh, but... I'm looking it up right now. It says, is White Lotus disturbing? Hmm, interesting. Um. The music's a little creepy. I don't like the music, the intro music. But anyway, the the father thought that he had cancer. Oh. And um, it turned out that his father did not die from cancer, but he died from AIDS. Oh, my he, God. And he put two and two together, and he, apparently he never knew that his father had that tendency. And um, he, he was, was he was hammered. Like the next day, he just was drinking all day at this resort. He was heteroflexible. So he's he's drinking. He's really drunk, and he's sitting at the bar. And the the guy that comes the guy comes in that works there, and he's kind of like the mater d of the place. <clears throat> and uh, he looks at him. He goes, "You're gay, aren't you?" And uh, <laughs> he actually. He actually has the nerves his drunken in his drunken state to ask him if um you know he really enjoys you know anal sex. And uh You can say that. This is <laughs> yeah, an adult show. It is an adult show. It is an adult show. So anyway, the the guy looks at him and he goes, "Are you asking me that you want to try it?" And then the guy gets all like flustered and he gets up and he walks away. He's, he's, you know, clearly a father of two. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway, but maybe he's questioning, maybe that'll be in the next episode. I don't know. Wow. That, so. that, that is, that is interesting. <laughs> it's, 
it's, you know, I got, um, I've been watching a lot less television and it's part and parcel of my trip to Australia where I really didn't watch any TV <laughs> and yeah. I got kind of disengaged from it. I got completely <laughs> disengaged for three weeks. And then when I came on, came home, I didn't turn my TV on for a week. Oh, wow. And it's like, I got kind of used to not having it around. So I, I'm still a little um, disengaged in that regard. Yeah, I but. stopped my live. I don't have cable. I don't have Hulu. All I have is streaming capabilities. So. Right. Yeah. And so it just, um, it's, it's kind of uh, opened me up, you know, and so sometimes I have to, sometimes I have to re-engage and, and, and figure things out because it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really paying attention to the news and things like, things of that nature. Yeah. So. Yeah. Speaking of the news, what's going on up there? Are you guys still getting rain? Uh, it, it, it was pouring like crazy today. It was down here too, but then we had breaks where it really wasn't, but. Right. It's pretty scary, um, Central Coast and Sacramento area, and just below the Bay Area. Seems like they're getting hit the most. Right. So I, it, they are definitely getting hammered. My friend Michelle, not you, who owns the avocado farm on Morro Bay. Oh right. Man, she they got hammered. Really? And, yeah, and, and she was talked when I. Uh, sent her a message. She was talking about, oh, we got to get the half track out and start moving dirt around. And I'm like, yeah, you're not going to be available. <laughs> wow. For a while. Yeah. It's this uh, Central Coast, Northern California. They definitely got hammered. <clears throat> yeah. I was talking to my cousin yesterday because they had a family home in um, right in the Bay Area. And I was messaging her. I'm like, hey, you know, is your is your place okay? up north and she's like oh thanks for reminding me because <laughs> they live down here in san juan capistrano wow and, uh, yeah so i'm assuming everything was okay she said apparently they had oops here we go there she is she's she's back yeah, she just wants to let everybody know that she's here um i guess up oh, there it goes echo stop uh, hello, Echo. Hello. I hello. Wonder, I wonder if Echo will whisper. Anyway. Um, Echo, do you whisper? The last uh, bad storm they had, they built up They built up some concrete wall. And uh, see, don't do that. That scares me. Alexa. <laughs> anyway. Hello, this, this is Alexa. What do you All want right. I think it's time to wrap it up. I got dishes to do. You're already doing them. You're doing we're them already, on the podcast. We're talking about you're, you're whispering, you're dishes. You're making, Daisy's you're, barking. My, my favorite one. Opening. My favorite one of all time is still like Michelle will have like a protein bar in her mouth going. You can hear me chewing. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> of course we. Of course we can hear you chewing. That's usually only when I have my headphones in. I didn't wear them tonight. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, the mic on the phone is very hypersensitive. Well, the headphone mic is really hypersensitive. Yes, I agree. I, I concur with that statement. Worse than worse than the phone, even. 
Yeah, Daisy's eyeballing me. She, I woke up this morning to a bunch of landmines upstairs. Apparently, yeah. she had a little tummy, little tummy trouble last night. Sometime yeah. between uh, ten o'clock and five a.m. And uh, so I've been reluctant to feed her her second meal of the day, and she's eyeballing me like, "Come on, mom! Like, dude, you jipped me." Anyway, you, you juked me. You juked me. I only fed her. Oh, today. Jip, jip you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I say we call it a night. I, my goodness gracious! It sounds. It sounds it. like. It sounds like you're doing an origami project. Yeah, that's the little. Yeah, the she's, little doggy. She, she, she's getting ready for a Japan trip, so she's doing some origami. You know, putting, <laughs> putting some things together. It sounds like you're rapping. No, that's the, that's the dog food. They didn't have her food the last time I went to get it. So I had to get a small bag and it's a whole thing. And I don't know. I think COVID screwed the food supply up for dogs, for pets too. Yeah. And they still haven't caught up. Yep. So. Anyway, all right. Well, you have a lovely evening. And, and once again, sense. everyone out there in the wisdom community, this is Eric and Michelle and woof, Daisy and Daisy with the what he should with the what he says she said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Once again, we'll have this posted by the end of the week. Episode forty-seven is in the books, oh, and we have some it. interesting topics for episodes forty-eight. If you as a listener would like to come on with Michelle and I, we have the ability to do three-way calling, not through Wisdom, but separately through the Anchor app. And and we would love to have someone who has experience with online dating, who has opinions on the good, the bad, the ugly. We're not necessarily looking for just horror stories. We actually prefer people that have success stories. And uh, we would love to interact with you. Yeah, I reached out to my brother again to see if he and Sherry would be willing to come on. I haven't heard back from him yet. Oh, that's he, not that, surprising. That's the new girl? That's the new girl that he met on Hinge. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, that's uh, interesting. I'm going to reach back out to my friend Michelle again. And uh, we'd look to have some more interesting guests. And... Online dating, as Michelle would say, she goes, are we going to have enough content? I go, there is a never-ending list of content when it comes. So, so, so. That's, um, and then I also did reach out to that girl, Chrissy, the one that did the dating challenge. Um, so I'm going to set up some time to talk with her. They, they want to do it again this summer and then a couple of people got sick and it didn't pan out for their second time around. They wound up doing some health challenge instead. So, um, I will definitely, um, have a conversation with her cause I think that would be really fun. Absolutely. Get a couple of those girls on and, uh, chat about what they did. And, uh, I do believe that, from that challenge, 
one of them is still romantically involved with the individual that they met while they were doing that challenge, which is kind of cool. Very cool. And let's talk a little bit about your group that I'm not a part of because why? Because you're a dude. Menopause Mastery, Fat Tips, and wait, Menopause fat Mastery, loss. Fit Tips, and Fat Loss no. Secrets. Nope, you got it wrong. Fat Loss and Fit Tips. No, it's Fit Tips and Fat Loss. No, it's not. Go check. Oh, damn it. Oh, I can't. I'm not a member. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not a member. It is. Isn't it Fit Tips and Fat Loss? Oh, wait. It is Fit Tips and Fat Loss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, when you're in menopause, sometimes your brain goes a little. Is that what it is? I think I, I actually got a brain supplement that's uh, that's got B6, magnesium, and zinc in it. Yeah, I have them too. I just have to remember to take them. That's the what, issue. What is called? This one's called Neurobalance. I take one called Mag. When yeah. when I remember. <laughs> when you remember. <laughs> oh my anyway, god! Anyway, so 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 for any female that is in their forties, fifties, or sixties, um. Michelle has a good group on Facebook. She does live. Do you do live Zooms or do you do live chats? Do you actually chat with people? Well, I, I put it on Zoom and then I I stream it through my group. Got so it. if people want to be on Zoom, they can be. But um, this month we're talking about uh, New Year's resolutions and goal setting. And I created a little slideshow tonight about, um, you know, what, when you're setting, how some people approach it, um, from a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And there's positive ways and negative ways to view how you set yourself up and some ways are more successful than others. So, um, at the end of the call, one of my newer clients was actually saying, she's like, wow, you know, you really answered a lot of my struggles and my frustrations. And I think, I think the female oriented only groups, honestly, are more supportive. Yeah, they're pretty good. More supportive of the goal of the group. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, it's smart for you to keep men out of the group because all those idiots would be doing is trying to hit. Women. Right. <laughs> well, plus, you know what? That's, it's a vulnerable, um, place that some women are in and they don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing in front of men. Um, there's struggles. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just topics that you might not necessarily want to talk about in front of guys. Or, or should any any man be interested <laughs> in a group of females who are, who are figuring out menopause? However, though, interestingly enough, when I was talking to one of my gym pals who owns a gym, is a male, and we were talking about doing this challenge, 
Um, I said, well, hmm, I don't know if it's going to work because it's really geared towards women. And he goes, I don't know. He's like, it might not be a bad idea for a partner of a woman that's in this phase to sit in on the seminar. And I'm like, yeah, you got a point. That's actually a great idea. <clears throat> so that they can do you think Do you think people would be more reluctant to talk if uh, they knew that men were kind of on the listening end? Yes, I do. I think so too. I think people, if they know they're in a safe environment and it's just other women who are in the same age <clears throat> demo, who are fighting some of the same challenges, I think that's important for them for to feel safe and sharing. Yep. So, for sure. so that's why men don't try to join the group. <laughs> I, I will can you anyway. I will I know, well, yeah. Every once in a while I'll get like some, some fake Nigerian scammer who tries to join my cycling group. And then, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got some guy that tried to join and he had a photo of himself on a road bike and I'm like, Oh, they're getting really tricky these days. Yeah. They're, they're all the time. And yeah. And, and, and then they, <laughs> then they start spamming because I don't have, I don't have the settings set to where I have to approve every post. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll see them spam the page. First thing I do, I delete all, I delete all the links, and then I kick them out of the group and block them. <laughs> yeah, I do the same. You know, thing. and I hate doing that, but it, it, sometimes <laughs> it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, and yep. you can enjoy your evening. Or is it hot tub? Uh, or is it no, it's too cold. It's sit by the fire, turn the TV on, and have my bedtime tea under the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. So, so in in the theme of in the theme of online dating, <clears throat> you know, we have to refer back to Kenny Rogers, the gambler, because you have to. No. Know when to walk away, know when to run. run. <laughs> you better count, count your money. You're sitting at, sitting at the, the table. You'll be time enough, enough to count nothing. when the dealing's done. So sometimes when you're online dating, it feels like you're the gambler. <laughs> right. But is meeting that person who is your perfect <laughs> chapter two in life worth it? That's I think right. it, I think it is. One never knows unless you, one tries. You never know. Someone you might meet or is, is absolutely amazing and uh, changes your life. That's right. Amazeballs. Exactly. So I'm going to let you go. All right. Good night. Have a wonderful evening. Maybe, maybe should the skies open up into shades of blue shades as of blue. they are supposed to be in Southern California. As the song says, shades of blue. We'll oh, you mean, the, you mean the sky? Yeah. Maybe we'll be able to get to ride this weekend as of right now. It ain't Saturday's good. looking bleak. <clears throat> I last I looked Sunday was looking bleak too. Well, it, yeah, I was looking, 
I always look at the Anaheim weather because, you know, that seems to be the place where we start all the time. Yeah. And Saturday, 94% chance of rain. Yikes. Rain, potential heavy rainfall, high winds, uh, half an inch or more. And then Sunday says mostly cloudy right now. Oh. But rain showers in the evening. So I'm thinking that we can squeeze a ride in on Sunday. So I'm going to post a ride up for Sunday and uh, roll with that. Gotcha. So, But then Monday we got showers again. So Sunday night, Monday showers. Um, Killing so, me. And then the week after, uh, it's by the weekend, hopefully sunny skies and 70. Hallelujah. I'll take sunny skies. I had to drive home last night in the pouring rain, and there were multiple accidents. People are just driving way too damn fast. <clears throat> People don't know how to drive in rain here. They don't slow down. They just no. drive like a bat out of hell, and then when something happens in front of them, they cannot stop. Or they drive really slow, and like they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yes, that too. One or the other. It's like having snow. It's like snow in Pennsylvania, but rain in Southern California. Driving in the snow is can be perilous. Yeah, that can be tough. Can also be fun if you have a Jeep. Well, you've got the Brody handle. <laughs> <laughs> got to have the Brody handle. So, All okay, right. I'm going to let you go, Michelle. All right, good night. That was episode 47 of the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. What you need to know about meeting people in real life instead of on dating apps. Once again, we will have these podcasts posted on all the podcasting channels, Spotify, Apple, as well as Audible, Amazon, Stitcher, etc., etc. Hope everyone has a wonderful evening. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health. A long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone. Restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness. Or go to my website at 
www.mfitnessforlife.com.